Welcome to the No Guilt Fangirls Podcast, where liking what you like is never a bad thing. Here's your host and head fangirl in charge, Patty Holiday. Hey y'all, welcome to the No Guilt Fangirls Podcast. I'm Patty Holiday, your head fangirl in charge, and this is the Monday Movie Minute for December 16th, 2019. Now, if you haven't subscribed or given one of those five-star reviews, I really appreciate if you can take a moment to do that. It does help other fangirls find us, and that's important (laughs) because nobody likes to fangirl alone. All right, today on the Monday Movie Minute, we are going to talk Richard Jewell, Togo and Jumanji the next level and as always we're going to do this with a parent movie review in mind because I feel like it's important for parents to know what they're getting themselves into if they want to go and watch this with their families so is it kid safe is it kid friendly we're going to cover that for you all right but first we're going to talk about the box office and um no no huge surprise here but Jumanji the next level is taking it to the next level with their 60 million opening weekend. They had a really, really healthy <laughs> opening weekend. Frozen 2 came in at number two. Knives Out, which is still my favorite, uh, that came in at number three. Richard Jewell opened this weekend at number four. Black Christmas at number five. Ford v. Ferrari. Uh, Queen and Slim. A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Dark Waters and 21 Bridges rounds out the top 10 money makers this weekend. All right, so let's jump into some of these movie reviews. Uh, I'm I'm gonna start with Jumanji. And the reason I'm gonna start here is because I think this is the most likely one that parents might wanna be taking their kids to over the holidays. And it's also the one that they might just need a little information on it before you do so. In Jumanji The Next Level, you know, the whole gang is back. The game has changed, however, and the twist on this is there's new players in the game and the characters that they play have changed as well. So they return to Jumanji to the game to rescue uh, Stanley who has gotten himself back into the game uh, for his own personal reasons. Uh, Not very well thought out I might add and um, they have to of course do the same thing that they did last time. Brave parts unknown. They go to desert. They go to mountains. Um, They got to get out of this game just like in the first couple of Jumanji's. Now when I Whenever I reference the first Jumanji, I'm going to be talking about Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle, which was a 2017 movie that was hilarious and fantastic and so unexpected, and I absolutely loved every second of that movie. Dun, dun, dun. I don't love every second of this sequel. <laughs> uh, Jumanji, the next level review, you know, I, I guess I wanted that same same surprise I wanted that same feeling that I got from watching the 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 one from 2017 I wanted to uh, be tickled with how sweet the the characters interacted with each other and how you know what I loved so much about it was it was obviously adult actors but they were they had this they had this very adolescent feel about them because they were playing children you know that 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 had kind of taken over those characters and that's what worked for me this one doesn't work for me because some of the roles are reversed I don't want to you know ruin too much but this has been out in the trailers so for example uh the Rock's character and Kevin Hart's character 
are actually two uh, elderly gentlemen, the basically grandparent levels. And instead of getting to act like, you know, these, these younger teen kids, they are now acting like elderly gentlemen. And The Rock in particular <laughs> had a big struggle with his role, at least what I saw on screen, I didn't love it. I did not love it. He has to basically play, um, I don't know, a 70 year old Jewish man from New York. And mm, it don't work, guys. It doesn't, it doesn't work. His range does not reach to that level. Kevin Hart had to play uh, about a 70 year old uh, black man. His was a little bit more toned down, a little bit easier for him to pull off. But just, you know, it just, it didn't, it didn't have that feel from the first movie. So if you're going in expecting it to be as good or better than uh, Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle, I don't think it is. I really don't think it is. On top of just the, the, the acting that I had some small issues with, the story is kind of a mess too. There's a bunch of different like chopped up plot points that are going on and eventually it all pulls together, but not not very tidily, not very not not just not good guys just not good the second half of the movie is much better than the first half i will say that so if you can get through this first half and hang in there then there is some reward you know towards the end uh, when some some of uh, some parts of the game change and that's all i'm going to say about that so yeah the the biggest issue i will say with this one as far as from a parent standpoint is going to be language I will be honest, I didn't pay a lot of attention to the language in the first one, so it could very much be on par with the first movie. I, I don't remember. But but what stood out with this one, with, with Jumanji, the next level, was the language in particular by Fridge's character. He says, uh, uh, God damn, a whole lot. A whole lot. Like, I lost count how many times. Like, six or seven times at least. And G-O-D-D-A-M-N. I'm just not going to say it because A, I don't like to, and B... I don't want it flagged on <laughs> as inappropriate language on uh, other countries who might be listening to this. But he says it as an exclamation and he says it a lot. Like that's his go-to words. And if you have young kids, I just, I have a problem when we are taking the Lord's name in vain to that extent, guys. It was it was too much. It was just too much. Uh, so that's my biggest issue. There were, you know, other, there's other language points in it but that's the one that was kind of my deal breaker where I was like I'm going to flag this as a concern uh, for parents to be aware of overall you know there's no sex uh, the violence is extreme perilous situations just like with the, the first Jumanji's so keep that in mind if you had a kid that was it was too intense for them in the first go round uh, then maybe not this one because it's, it's along the same lines where it comes to that I will say if you enjoyed the first one, if that kind of level of violence and language is okay for your family, then this one's probably just fine for your family too. However, I wanted to give you that heads up. Now there was one extended joke about a character who is called a eunuch. He's not a eunuch, but they call him a eunuch. And so then there's a whole discussion about if he is missing or not missing his balls. And you know, the 12 year old boys in the audience are gonna think this is the most hilarious thing in the entire world uh parents heads up that's the joke if you <laughs> if you want to prepare ahead of time that does happen and uh, be prepared to answer some questions uh for your kids who maybe don't understand what a eunuch is um all right so that's jumanji the next level 
The next one, um, oh, and, and what I'd say about that is if you want to go see that, if it is on your list to go see it, I'm not saying not to go see it. Obviously, $60 million, it's making some money. It's good. But I think I would personally recommend to go to a matinee so you're not spending full IMAX prices. Maybe go um, on $5 Tuesdays at the AMC, you know, that kind of thing. I think it's just not completely worthy of a full ticket price, if that makes sense for you. Okay, okay, now moving on. Uh, this one is Togo. And Togo is coming to Disney Plus on Friday. And I've actually seen quite a few advertisements and the trailer running on TV, uh, on regular channels. So they're definitely trying to get it out there and and put this movie out front. So what is Togo about? Togo is the untold true story. It's set in the winter of 1925 and it takes you across the treacherous terrain of the Alaskan tundra for an exhilarating and uplifting adventure that will test the strength, courage, and determination of one man, Leonard Seppala, and his lead sled dog, Togo. So it's about sled dogs, okay? And what the the more of the story that goes into this is uh, there is an outbreak of diphtheria in the small town of Nome, Alaska. There's no way to get the medication needed to the, the children. It's primarily children um, involved without somebody jumping in a sled and going hundreds of miles to get the medication and bring it back. The kicker is there's a huge storm coming. And so there's basically only one guy in town that can pull this off and that's Cephala. It is a stunningly gorgeous film. I thought it was so beautiful and yes I'm a, I'm a big dog lover too so of course I didn't mind seeing these cute dogs uh, on the screen. So if you're a dog lover then you might actually and you might actually know that story. This is also known as the Balto story if you haven't heard it. So uh, Balto kind of gets credit for what happened in this whole experience but this is the true story where it's actually Togo. Togo was the lead dog that was the hero dog that if it wasn't for Togo, those kids wouldn't have survived, that the medication would not have gotten to where it was. Anyway, it's a, it's a great story. It's definitely worth sitting down uh, to watching this one. Now, is it safe for kids? It's on Disney Plus, which if you don't know, everything that's on Disney Plus is going to be PG-13 and under, and I believe this one is rated PG. It is, it's pretty safe as far as there's, there's no language, there's no um, sex, uh, the, the violence is, is perilous situations that the dog and the man are put in. And so those are things to keep in mind. If you have, the only, the only concern I have about this movie is if you have a super, super sensitive child who is, you know, a huge dog lover, or shoot, a super sensitive of adult is a huge dog lover I don't want to you know give it, it's a true story so you can google it to find out what happens to the dogs and and I, I don't know if it's a spoiler or not but it's, it's okay it's a happy ending okay but but there's some scary moments with these dogs and if that is something that's going to stress your children out too much then maybe skip this one until they're a little bit older or Go and prep them a little bit, read upon it, find out what the answers are, let them know before you sit down what happens so they're not extremely stressed out watching this movie because there are some stressful moments. I mean, I was on the edge of my seat at times as far as are the dogs going to be okay? Is Seppala going to be okay? You know, that sort of thing. This is definitely something the whole family can sit down and watch. Do I think it's a sit down on Friday night when it drops and the whole family watch it immediately? Eh, you know, it's a good movie, but it's not 
something that I feel like you need to move to the top of your watching queue uh, with the holidays coming up and there's might be a lot of kids and parents off from work and school. This is a great sit by the fire on an afternoon, turn it on, watch the movie together. Good movie, not a great movie, but still worth giving a watch for. Um, it's just so, it's just so beautiful and it's, it's a tearjerker. Oh my gosh, please bring the tissues. <laughs> All right, I'm going to wrap it up with Richard Jewell. Richard Jewell is the true based on the true story. I can't even say this is a whole true story, <clears throat> but it's based on the true story of the bombing in Centennial Park, which happened at the uh, 1996 Atlanta Olympics. Interestingly enough, I was actually there. I wasn't in the park when this happened, but I was in Atlanta. We had had plans to go to the park that night, but because I've always been an old lady, we took a nap first <laughs> to get our second win because we'd been at the Olympics all day long. We take a nap first, uh, and then woke up around 10 o'clock and by the time we woke up this bomb had already gone off and so we knew we weren't uh, you know gonna brave going down to Atlanta when all this happened hmm. anywho so this was definitely something that I watched I paid attention when it happened um, it was something I was tracking at the time because you know I was right there and uh it's an interesting movie because it tells the story about how this one man, he, he was the security guard that found the bomb. He was immediately credited for saving lives, for helping people, for basically turning something that could have been a terrible situation into a less terrible situation. It still was terrible. I think like over 130 people got hurt. Two people died from this. It, it was a tragic situation, but the, the potential was much worse if he had not found the bag when he did. The problem is within two or three days, he went from hero to suspect and his whole life changed. And this is a story and the way it's portrayed in this movie is a, a cautionary tale about what the government can do to you if you're in their sights. What I didn't like about it is I felt like it played a little fast and loose with, with some of the specifics. I, I do know that they exaggerated some things in particular, and they didn't need to. It's a compelling enough story as it was. This man's life was turned upside down for a, a couple of months while they were investigating him. And the bottom line is there was really never, ever any evidence that should have tied him to this crime in fact just the opposite very early on they 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 were actually able to rule him out and they kept saying well yes he did it but he had a accomplice but then they couldn't find anybody to tie him to with an accomplice because he didn't do it <laughs> uh so that that's where the frustration is this is an interestingly portrayed movie like i said i i think if you go into it just remember it is it's still a work of fiction because, you know, it's a movie. And so they do take license to things. Um, one of the biggest issues that they've been talking about, uh, that people have been talking about and taking offense to, is the portrayal of the journalist who originally broke the story. And she's actually kind of given the credit slash blame to pushing Jewel into the public eye and really ruining his life for the most part. Uh, the problem is, is that she has passed away. And she's not here to defend herself. And they made it at one point look like she approached and offered sex in exchange for, for information. And we don't know if that's true or not. And there's no proof and there's no way for her to defend herself. And so it's pretty crappy that they put this into the movie, I'll be honest. And I thought it was also crappy 
on the FBI agent's part that they portrayed him as somebody willing to accept that. So all that being said, there are some controversies and there are some issues with this movie. So if you go and see it, it's not the Bible on what happened to Richard Jewell, but there's some really fantastic performances here. The, the biggest issues I had were with the storytelling. There was no, even even the big turnaround where, where Richard goes from being this meek, mild kind of guy to kind of realizing, oh, they are trying to screw me over. I should fight back. Even that moment is so understated and so underplayed. I was like, oh, okay, so that's what we're doing. And then like nothing really big happens after it just it kind of felt flat uh, from that that was supposed to be the big moment of change but here he comes he's gonna save himself but it it really just was just it was a kind of like a one-dimensional characterization of this um of this guy and uh I, I didn't love it i didn't love that aspect of it however kathy bates is phenomenal she's really great in this movie but I, then again kathy bates right she's She's great, like, in everything. Um, this one, as far as kids are concerned, I it is rated R. It is rated R. And I'm sure it's rated R because the language and the violence uh, that you do see on screen when this bomb blows up. I will tell you, though, I felt the the violence aspect, I thought they actually um, took great cares on that one. It, it wasn't as bloody and awful as they could have made it be, I think. And... Um, I felt like it was a, a, I don't know if that's it. I don't want to call it an accurate portrayal of what happened, but that was the the big moment of the movie, which it should have been, obviously, because of the bomb. And that was the big moment of the movie. But I, I wasn't upset with uh, the amount of, of blood uh, and gore, you know, that we saw uh, on, on screen at this moment. So that doesn't bother me. The only sex that, that I talked is that scene that I mentioned, and they only discuss it. You don't see any any nudity there's no actual act that happens uh together so you don't see that and then there is language but i also didn't feel like this was off the charts language this is going to be typical along the lines of how people portray uh, say law enforcement officers you know having discussions and, and such so it's that kind of language salty language that you are going to get uh, there were some f-bombs absolutely but uh that's the level i did not think it was extraordinary i didn't think it was off the charts this is rated r but i would have no problem uh letting my three older children see this one even my 12 year old i don't think there's anything you know that's going to shock him uh in this and i do like when they tell kind of historical uh, facts and situations and so we can open up a discussion and have a conversation about what really happened and that sort of thing so I have no problem with my older kids seeing this I, I wouldn't let my little one see it she just doesn't need to but uh yeah that's that's where I stand on Richard Jewell that is the Monday Movie Minute this week don't forget to subscribe and throw up those five stars if you can I do appreciate you listening I hope these Monday Movie Minute reviews help you decide what to see at the movies next week and we will be back on thursday for for more fangirl all right have a great week